You're listening to Smash the Bottom Line with Maddie Brown. Hi, this is Maddie Brown with Smashing Numbers, and we are talking with Rocio Perez, and she is going to share with us her formula for success, things that she has done and what you can do to take the next steps to be more successful and profitable. And so that we learn from the people that we come into contact with. And I appreciate you being with me today. And I look forward to what you're going to share with our group. Maddie, it is quite a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. I'm looking forward to our extraordinary conversation, and most definitely, I'd love to share what are the three pillars of leadership success that I have found in my career, and starting off with being in such a very pivotal point in our country, right, in our economy, the fourth industrial revolution, what are the most important things that every individual including leaders must know in order for them to move forward in this world and be very successful. And that to me, things that are, make an extraordinary leader are that self-leadership. It's the trust, it's the authenticity, being vulnerable, being personally accountable. At the end of the day, nobody's going to come and save us, right? As things are shifted in the world, the three things that I find that are very, very key are that auto leadership. How do I lead myself as an individual into greater levels of success? How do I make myself accountable? What are the things that are going to be important for me, especially investing in ourselves, in our own leadership development, education? All of that is important and making sure that we're held accountable to ourselves, by ourselves, with ourselves, and the likes. The other piece that I find that's very important in leadership is the intentional leadership. Now, I've already made it as a leader. I'm guiding myself. I'm being very intentional where I'm going, how I'm going, and what my path is. One thing is to have insight. The other thing is to have the foresight to have the proper insight in moving forward. It's almost like having knowledge, but knowledge without understanding doesn't mean a thing. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. So with that being said, is being how am I intentional about myself, where I'm going, and if I'm leading others, how can I support those individuals to get to where they want to be? Do I know that as a great leader, what are their insights that I haven't quite tapped into? What are their knowledge, skills, abilities? What are their desires at the end of the day? One of the greatest things that I've learned in leadership is when individuals know that the leaders that they're looking up to care about who they are and where they're going and will help them along the way to get there, they're much more willing to work as a team member. They're much more willing to work those longer hours, do whatever it takes, being that team player in their roles. And therefore, they start making sure that every time there's an opportunity to speak up, things that even things that they may be uncertain about, they're always shining in in those opportunities as opposed to holding back, which I would say the vast majority of individuals that I work with in my career at times will confess that they've been holding back and they could kick themselves over and over again where they haven't been quite contributing, where they could have been contributing. Yet, because of psychological safety, and we have companies like Google that have 
very publicly announced things and they've done their own research and figured out that the number one determining factor of high performance teams are whether an individual or individual team members feel that they're safe. So one of the things, do they feel safe to voice their opinion? Do they feel that they can trust the leaders? Does their voice matter in this? And the last piece that I think it's very, very important among many others is the awareness leadership. If we were to tie those three together, awareness leadership means is, do I understand myself? I don't know about you, Maddie. I've had opportunities where I have led people for almost 17 years, and I was like naturally competent, yet I didn't know why or how. All I knew is that my ability to be able to lead others created magic. I've taken individuals who had a limited education in their country, they would speak English, to get into an institution of higher ed and graduate with a certification and later get credentialed with an edu federal education credential. What a concept, right? They didn't even speak English to begin with. They graduated speaking at 80 plus percent proficiency within a very short period of time. How is that possible, right? Understanding where each and every one of us is. With myself, I had many things, although I was an extraordinary leader, I had so many different outcomes. And after leading thousands and thousands of people, I wasn't quite aware of my own leadership style. And to be frank with you, there was times that I even looked at my team and I thought it was my team who didn't really have that self-mastery or those skills that they needed to lead themselves and that they were fully relying on me to lead them. When in reality, I really lacked the insights to tap into them. Because I hadn't tapped into me, although I was leading individuals, I really didn't know 100% what made them tick. Today, down to the word. I can identify the word that helps an individual, that really clicks with that individual to help them tap into that potential and really bring all the amazing things that are inside of them. Wow. So That's, that is fascinating. That is awesome. I, I think I think one of the things that you mentioned, you know, where are you holding back? And what that means to me is you're probably looking at having some regrets and things you didn't didn't do. And most definitely, which is very interesting that you picked up on that very well, as humans, it, and it doesn't matter, I've worked and have half clients across from Europe and Asia and Singapore and Korea all the way to the United States. And the main things, they're not really the time, the energy, the money, the resources, the education, the networks that are the problems. It is whether they feel like there's safe to make that contribution. And a lot of them who are holding back, they have a sense of blame. Maybe they have some resentment. Maybe they have some anger, whatever it may be. And some of those things are not necessarily that, oh, you can really tell that this person is angry. And I'll put myself as an example. As I was going through my own leadership development after almost 17 years, I discovered that there were some things that I hadn't dealt with that were actually impacting my business. Although I was the happiest person around and among my friends and colleagues, there were still things that I 
the reason why I was viewing the world differently was because of, there was things that I was holding onto that I wasn't even aware of. So really emotions and feelings actually have a huge role in our businesses and whether those businesses are being successful or not. It impacts our bottom line. Absolutely. I agree completely. So I think that you've offered us a a thought that, that is intriguing to me, and that is leading yourself. And and what talk more about what that means. Well, leading yourself is, first and foremost, like I said before, it is investing in ourselves, and, it, and it's more than just looking in the mirror, because we can look in the mirror and say, hey, we're, we all look perfect. We took a great shower, we put on beautiful clothing, whatever that may be, we all look perfect from the outside. From the inside, again, there may be things that we haven't quite discovered about ourselves and even those hidden amazing talents that we haven't quite tapped into. Leading myself is that there's a possibility that I can continue to ask questions. What do they say? The biggest thing and the most important thing that anyone can ask is a question, right? You can be curious about life. The only thing stronger than fear is also curiosity. When I'm asking myself, is it possible? Is it possible that there could be another level for me? And I'd say that we never fully, fully arrive. There's always another level. For instance, as a junior staff member, what is it that I need to do in order to become who I want to become, right? What skills, knowledge, and abilities? What can I look for in myself. For instance, I have clients that come to me and say, this is where I want to be. They already know. They know what the end is, their end goal. My job is to make sure that they get there and take that ownership. So they take full ownership over their leadership development. My goal is to help them break through every single time so that they can get there. When it comes to auto leadership, is I know that I'm leading myself. I know that I'm intentional. How do I become even more intentional that I know what my path is, no matter what mentor, teacher, whoever may come along to support me in my efforts, is that I am fully responsible and aware of where I'm going. And then also, too, how do I become even more aware? Let's put another twist into awareness. How do I know that I'm actually not being triggered and therefore that's why I'm getting the results that I'm getting? So if I can understand my triggers which has nothing to do with the person that's in front of me who triggered me, has everything to do with myself and accept 100% responsibility over those triggers, then I can grow as an individual. As opposed to blaming individuals, I can turn around and say, hmm, I wonder why I felt the way that I felt. Is there something for me to look into and overcome or transcend? and find what we call as finding the gift. What is the gift? If somebody made me really upset, for me, first of all, I'd say thank you. Thank you for making me upset because now I know that I'm upset. I, I discovered that that topic makes me upset. So now why is it? It's my opportunity to go ahead and discover exactly and pinpoint that opportunity and why. You know, it may be that it's one of my main core values that, that's the reason why I'm upset. So I take, I, I like to rely on Jack Canfield's work very extensively. I love his work. His, his number one principle of success is that you 
need to take 100% responsibility for your life. And if I'm hearing you, you're translating that into taking leadership. Exactly. So we all use the same different principles, right? It's the same principle, different language, different twists. I remember when one of my mentors many, many years ago came to me, and I had been in a car accident. I had this beautiful convertible. I was in a head-on collision, destroyed my car completely, took my life off track for for a short period of time. And I remember coming to him and saying, wow, it wasn't my fault, right? It was the other driver's fault. And he goes, well, you may consider thinking that it was your fault. And I said, how is that possible, right? I, I defended my case. I made my case. I won my case. It wasn't my fault. And he said, well, you got into your car. The fact that you were on the road, you are 100% responsible. You put yourself in that period of time exactly where you were at. It took me a while, Maddie, to realize that, yes, that's true. I was the one who drove to that part of town. I was the one, whatever. At the end of the day, I was responsible for where I was at, no matter what happens to me. Yes. I I agree with that. And then the other side of that that people don't always do is they don't give themselves credit for what they do accomplish. Oh, boy. I see that time and time again, and it doesn't matter. For me, as I've worked with a large spectrum and variety of situations and people and so forth, I've worked with individuals who are homeless. I've worked with CEOs of companies. I continue to lead executives and so forth, and it doesn't matter. People do not take credit for their work. That is, it actually it almost feels like it takes a part of them away every time that they're not celebrated, every time that they're not even acknowledging themselves. It really, it almost like wilts them to a certain degree. Celebration's huge for me and the clients that I work with because they start breathing differently. They start acting differently. They start taking ownership. They start feeling good about themselves and they start feeling good about the potential contributions that they can make. And instead of holding those contributions, they're stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, I can potentially do this. I've got this. Yeah. It is um, interesting. Where 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 did you get your start? Where did you come from? That is too funny. That's a great question. I started off as an individual. I was helping contribute to a business in my late teens. And then later I became a manager. In my late teens, I was actually 17 years old. I was actually afraid of the people that I was leading. I didn't know what to do, to be frank with you. They put me in a position of leadership. People were old enough to be my parents, and they said, go back to high school. I was nowhere near high school. Fast forward a couple of years later, by the time I was 19, I was leading other individuals, 160-plus individuals. That's where I got my start. It was really an opportunity for me to take care of my family, not necessarily somewhere where I saw that this is going to be my career for the rest of my life, which is what it became. I was actually pursuing business on a different scale. I said, well, I'm going to do international trade and so forth. And the more that I help people find their 
fullest potential to tap into what they what really made their hearts think is what excited me and it continued to make me grow as an individual. As a matter of fact, 17 years ago, or 17 years ago, 17 years into this work, I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore. I said, well, maybe how about I speak from this stage? And that way I could help even more people and let go of this individual coaching. One of the things that I can say, Maddie, I was miserable. I was really miserable because I really thrived on listening to people's successes and watching their lives become better, their careers become better, their relationships with their spouses, with their children, with their families, with their communities, with everything become better. And that's how I got my start. And that was over 24 years ago. Starting that, Inventiva was born. I continued to do leadership over and over again throughout my different companies. I became a serial entrepreneur. This is my latest company, Inventiva, in which we help people tap into their fullest potential so that they can live a happy, healthy life. Awesome. So talk to, talk to me a little bit about how, how you work with people and what what things you offer in terms of opportunity. Most definitely. One of the ways that we work with individuals is that we take them, let's say that it's an individual CEO of a company or team lead who would like to tap into their potential. We do a two-day training just with them one-on-one to help them discover. So that's the part of auto-leadership and awareness, taking a look at self. Because when you can find and discover, when they see and discover in themselves what makes them happy, what keeps them stuck in motion, what keeps them moving towards success, then they can see it in others. So first see it in yourself, then see it in others. The next thing that we do immediately after that two-day training, that one-on-one-day training, we go ahead and take them through a 45-minute coaching session every week for the next 52 weeks. That is helping them break through constantly and staying. As you know, everything, that momentum is so important, they continue to move forward. We have this natural tendency. One of the reasons why this program is one year is because we have a natural tendency to go back to our old behaviors, no matter what our best efforts are, right? Sometimes we don't even notice how we do that. We may have something that happened in our family and and then we have a little bit of a regression. I'm not sure if you have any children, Maddie, or if you've seen this in children. I know that I've seen it in my own child and other children. They get hurt, and all of a sudden, they're acting as if they were a year younger or whatever that might be. Well, we also have our own types of regressions into that. So my goal is to ensure that people continue to break through so that they can sustain that new change that they want to become because I'm sure you would agree that who we want to become, we don't quite have the skills or else we would already be there. Would you agree? I would agree with that. It's 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 about mindset and skill set. It is about mindset and skill set. So after that individual has that opportunity to take a look at it and then they have their own, the new tools and resources that are important to them and specifically to them. This is, leadership to me is almost like having 
a magic prescription for you. It's designed for you and it's only for you. It's not for Billy and Joel and Mary. This is your unique prescription and that's what makes our work very, very successful and the outcomes of the individuals. Of course, everybody owns their own outcomes. Like to say, hey, I really want to go ahead and lose 10 pounds, although some people have lost a 1,000 pounds, right? They continue to lose the same 10 pounds for forever. I've been there. I've done that. I know what it's like. So for me, is to get people off that, that constant standing point where they're just continuing to move around the hamster wheel without any progress. And it's not even the hamster wheel. It's the hamster wheel in the mud, if you can only imagine that. It's those moments, right, if you can imagine that. It's moments of decision that really keep us moving forward. To me, an extraordinary coach is a coach that helps you see it from such a subtle way that you break through versus, hey, this is what you need to do. To me, that's an advisor. Somebody's telling you what to do. They're an advisor. They're not a coach. To me, it's so much more important to have somebody that can help shine some light where I discover that's the, that's the growth. Who have been who have been some of the influential people in your life that you've drawn from? Mm, I have drawn from so many individuals. For instance, Dr. Stephen L. Crowley. Love his work. I have really enjoyed Claude Bristol's work. I have enjoyed Jim Rome's work. There's so many individuals. Honestly, I spent years and years going through the work over and over again, from New York to people that are, they've been gone for centuries, so which is yeah. very fascinating. Yeah. You know, it's interesting to me because there, it, I, it's almost, well, the, I, I say from time to time that there is nothing new in the universe, but it gets recreated and it uses a different vocabulary. And when you hear it from the right person, it can penetrate and get into your thought pattern. But as far as the concept... I agree. The concept hasn't changed in thousands of years. And it hasn't. And it is a matter of interpretation and awareness. And you feel you find people saying the same thing in a different way, but you're in a place where you hear it differently. You are, and that has a lot of different factors into it. It can potentially be that you weren't even ready for the message. See, a lot of the times I truly believe that this message has been around us for a very, very long time, and it just took us that long to hear it, that we had to unlearn or release whatever it was inside of us that no longer served us so that we can see what's actually before us. And to me, it all goes back to the individual. Here's a great, one of my favorite quotes from Abdul Kalam and some 5,000 years ago. When there's righteousness in the heart, there's beauty in the character. And when there's beauty in the character, there's harmony in the home. And when there's harmony in the home, there's order in the nation. And when there's order in the nation, there's peace in the world. To me, that's fascinating, right? Because it starts with me, it ends with me. If I change the way that I look at things, the things that I look at change. 
you know, here, here I am quoting Wayne Dyer and so many others. But at the end of the day, leadership starts with us. Yeah. Excellent. That is, that is really, really excellent. So if someone wants to know more about your work or how to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Most definitely. They can come and visit Inventiva Consulting, and that's the word invent, I-V-A, consulting.com. They can also reach me directly at 303-587-8367. Okay. They can look us up on LinkedIn, online, everywhere. Okay. So what would you, what would you want if you were going to give a person one thing to take away? Can you, can you distill it into one important perspective that people need to develop? It's it learn to lead yourself. Invest in yourself. Lead yourself. Cool. At the end of the day, you're the one who knows exactly where you want to go and whether it shows up in the way that you want it to look. That's a different story. But really, you know exactly where you want to go. Nobody knows it better than you. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. And I am excited to know more about your work. And so it is really a pleasure to have met you and to have talked with you because I love your perspective. Maddie, thank you so much. It is quite an honor and privilege to be on your show. And I am looking forward to the next time that we have a conversation. Okay, thank you. Smash the Bottom Line is sponsored by Smashing Numbers. Discover how to get your accounting in order, escape the cash flow trap, and finally enjoy a profitable business. Find out how at smashingnumbers.com.